everybody gather near the doctors in the house. So lend them your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. The doctor is in the house. If you have a pain, call a doctor. If you have a sprain, call a doctor. Let the doctor know what you're going Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. With today's topic, why do you want to be concerned about your skin? Well, we'll get to that in a second. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And again, I want to thank the founder of Feedspot. Who, with his panel, has... Listed, Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored as one of the top 50 doctor podcasts on the web. web. That's feedspot.com. Com. Ladies and gentlemen, I do want to w- welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. And it, it, if ever it is truer, it gets truer every day that your individual powers of logic and imagination are formidable and have to be exercised or otherwise you're going to lose them. Your logic grounds you, it stabilizes you, it allows you to analyze situations so you can see what's bull and what's not bull. Beyond deception, you need some imagination to keep you soaring so you can see the greatest vision for your life and act toward its fulfillment. And gratitude is really important because grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, more satisfied with their lives and their social relationships. And they have boosts of just great hormones uh, so that they remain sane and have some good physical health. So an attitude of gratitude is a lifestyle. So I want to give a shout out today to two people from Spain, Antonio and Kate. I'd like to also give a shout out to Destiny and her family. There are listeners to this program and uh, have expressed their uh, like of it. So we'll give them a little shout out. And thank you for the people in Spain that listen to me. I appreciate it. And uh, when uh, my grandson comes to visit us here uh, in a week or so, and he's he has just finished his first year of medical school, we'll look about doing something in Spanish for our Spanish-speaking Listeners, so thank you very much. So we did a little teaser on Sunday about the skin. We'll get to that. I do have to tell you that we will not get to the part where uh, do chemicals make you fat? Okay, we'll get to that next week because this this subject is just so broad. Uh, and the the environmental influencers are called obesogenic toxicants. In other words, uh, environmental chemicals that make you fat. 
And we're hearing all this about experimental use authorization. Well, I want to get into next week. I want to start the show next week about uh, talking about Zelgens, black box warnings, how many have been issued over the past 10, 15 years. What is a black box warning? And how come they... uh, Drugs are released without these warnings. It only takes uh, uh, it takes time, like years, up to 10, 11 years, for people to have side effects before these black box warnings are then inserted. And then, how many how many physicians actually know there's a black box warning? You know, there's more than six hundred medications that have this warning. And 40% of people are taking at least one drug that has such a warning attached to it. Well, we'll go through them. Okay, but it's important for you to know because a lot of physicians don't know it. I was to a physician with a friend yesterday. He did not know that ivermectin is the new penicillin. He said it's used just to treat parasites. He was not in aware of what's happening with Dr. Zelensky and hydroxychloroquine and in India where ivermectin has been a miracle drug. So another reason why you have to be the CEO of your own body. And I know your doctor is important and most of them are. And, and most of you trust him to the ends of the earth and back. But remember what Ronald Reagan said, Trust, but verify. Okay, the Gipper. Because healthcare uh, is really changing. And this and this trust and verify, sorry to say, has to be applied to your healthcare. Remember, doctors are the third leading cause of death in the United States. And 1 billion 740 billion dollars are spent on malpractice payouts. Well, some of them are, are just, you know, junk suits that the insurance company would just rather settle. So they are bunk. Because the insurance companies are always looking for the fastest and cheapest way. The, but the bulk of them, sorry to say, are screw-ups. And what are the three main reasons why you have to take your health care into your own hands? Number one, testing. Who needs a test? Well, we get tested up the wazoo. In fact, some people say, well, my doctor's really great because he orders a thousand tests. And for many reasons, and many of them are unnecessary. Yet a new an, an analysis found many cases of malpractice could have been avoided if the doctors had just ordered a key test to confirm or double check a diagnosis. And that's the way we were taught. Come up with a preliminary diagnosis and order the appropriate tests. Now it's you know, all the tests come back normal and you decide to examine the patient and then order more tests because very few doctors examine patients. How many of you have had to put on a gown where the physician could listen to your chest on the bare skin? He could percuss or tap the chest, tap your abdomen, examine your skin other than a dermatologist. Now, the other problem is, according to this study, nearly one in four got the right test results at the right time, but didn't actually follow up. So they had the test results, but they just sat there. And the second reason was a sign. Nearly as many docs messed up because they missed a key warning sign, a key test, a key result, a key symptom that was staring them in the face and they missed it. 
Okay, so that's the second one. And then, you know, we've all had them. I, even as a physician, when I've gone to her physicals, we've had physicians that didn't want to listen to her because they listened to us. You know, that means you, that means I, because they knew it all. So this study also found that 36% of malpractice cases involve something called confirmation bias, bias, or when a doctor settles on a diagnosis early. And then only looks at the evidence that supports his initial knee-jerk reaction. Because he thought right from the beginning he knew what was wrong with you, so he tried to prove he was right. So what should what do all these these three problems have in common? Ladies and gentlemen, get a second opinion. And not from the same group. Not from a colleague in the same practice. Get a truly independent opinion from another physician, another specialist in a separate practice. I'd go as far as Dr. Breen would say, also get a naturopathic physician who would be willing to take some time and go over all your options. And Dr. Spreen has did a lot of work coming up with those the, those numbers. Okay, so here we are, and we have Dr. T on, and I appreciate that. And um, we're going to talk about the skin, huh? And if you who listened on Sunday, did you do the garlic test? If after hearing today's podcast, you still think there's a doubt that your skin is the largest and most porous organ to review, why don't you take your shoes and socks off and rub the soles of your foot with a piece of garlic for a few minutes, set your timer, and see how long it takes for the taste of garlic to reach your mouth. And remember, the garlic has no special additives to make it go through your your skin, just plain old garlic. That's the garlic test, okay? Because your skin is a an organ that absorbs anything you put on it, especially your bathroom products, which we'll get into. Now, what spurred me on to, to do this is a... Uh, eczema, psoriasis, and skin disease masterclass. Because a lot of the products that we put on our bodies are carcinogens. They can cause cancer. cancer. And our skin absorbs enough of these carcinogens to really matter. So it not only absorbs them, but your your skin is permeable. Your skin is permeable, meaning it not only absorbs substances it it's in contact with, it also allows them through the skin and into other tissues such as the subcutaneous fatty layer. And this is important because many carcinogens are fat soluble. And that's a huge problem. That's why these transdermal drugs work, the nicotine patches and so forth, right? And remember, what you come in contact with can be passed to your children. It can pass through to breast milk. And how much is too much? Well, these these ingredients are not in parts per million or PPM or parts per billion like we see when they analyze drinking water. The ingredients present are in much higher concentration than we usually think about. And then we apply them to the largest organ and one of the most porous organs of our body, our skin. We apply them directly to our hands, our face, our lips, 
And you'll be surprised what happens when you polish your nails. We'll get into that in a minute. And ingestion and absorption of cosmetics, I'm afraid to say, is a fact. So do you think it's ever safe to apply a chemical believed to be capable of causing cancer to your skin and hope it does not penetrate in sufficient quantities to harm you? Do you think it might be reasonable to err on the side of caution and not go with the large corporations and do you have do can you can you fathom that most of these substances are cumulative especially if they have been adulterated now our bodies are pretty incredible systems and they can excrete a lot of stuff Okay, especially if it's, it's more natural. But once you start getting unnatural, starting putting in a lot of uh, additives, preservatives, so that the these these products do not decay, because we want to make the colors brighter, the scents more powerful. We want our soaps to foam. We want aging creams to penetrate through our skin and work miracles. We want shampoos to strip every trace of natural moisture from our hair. We want conditioners to replace that stripped out oils. And you know what? Do we, and what do we replace them with? Synthetic ones, right? All unnatural. And a lot of carcinogens, as I have told you, are fat soluble. And they get through this protective subcutaneous fat layer of our skin. Our skin's innermost layer is a layer of fat that's supposed to protect us from thermal shock and other harms. Unfortunately, when you get a fat-soluble carcinogen, this protection backfires. If the ingredients penetrate through the upper layers of the skin with the addition of penetration enhancers, they find it, we find them in the fat and it's readily absorbed into our tissue. Not meant to be there. Well, part of this uh, eczema class is how much cancer do you want? How will you decide how much is too much when considering exposure to known carcinogens? And I'll just, uh, you know, known carcinogens in our bathrooms are, believe it or not, formaldehyde. It's in cosmetics. It's included as a preservatives in nail polishes, shampoo, hair conditioners, baby wash, eyeshadow, phthalates. They are in, they're in everything. Plastic containers, perfume, deodorant, hairsprays, parabens, same thing. And there are known carcinogen parabens. They've been, in fact, found to be intact in human breast cancer tumors. Parabens, remember that. They affect your hormone levels, even your infant's hormone levels during pregnancy. Parabens are used as synthetic preservatives in cosmetics such as makeup, facial cleansers, body wash, deodorant, and shampoos. The synthetic dyes are toxic, most of them. Can't use them in food, so let's put them in cosmetics. Synthetic fragrances. They're known carcinogens that tickle your nose. There's some legal loopholes for these, these, these fragrances because they're put in blends. And blends are protected from the normal ingredient declaration requirement. 
fragrance fragrance blends can almost be found in every type of cosmetic and body care product imaginable. Pesticides. That's a known carcinogen. You know, where they're used in grass and weed killers, but they might be lurking in your cosmetic and body care products. I wish I could tell you how, how to make it easy for you to find out if they're in your products. But they generally are contaminants in any product containing rice, cottonseed oil, or cotton, uh, cotton meal, corn, soy products. And triclosan, you know, that's in the hand sanitizers. It can cause skin inflammation, dermatitis, it can contribute to reproductive cancers. It can even be in your toothpaste. You've got to look out for triclosan. Just use old plain soup and water. That's the best preventative measure against pathogens. But the old FDA, that's where they banned it. They banned triclosan and soap, hand soap. However, some still contain it and... <clears throat> Many other products do as well. Check out that toothpaste, that deodorant. You know, have you heard of toluene? Toluene is one of the components in nail polish. It can make your eyes burn, but that's not that's not a problem. That's the least of your problems. It's a known carcinogen. It targets the central nervous system. It can cause brain damage, and we'll get into that. Polypropylene glycol. That in, that's a penetration enhancer. It allows pot potentially harmful ingredients that would just stay on the top of your skin to get deeper into your skin and the tissue layers than they normally would. Not an uncommon toxicity in body care products. So if your skin wouldn't react to, the, to wherever it was added, it might react now with the polypropylene in it. It's in sunscreen, moisturizers, lotions, makeup, and hair products. Pro pro propylene glycol. Some of these are also hormone disruptors. Just like we talked about BPA, they can disrupt your hormones. You may see on the list of ingredients, sodium laurel sulfate. They can comprise up to 50% of the volume of cleaning products and personal care products. It's a known environmental toxin. It can cause inflammation I mean, the people that use this product are recommended that they use a respirator when they handle it. It is corrosive to the skin, and skin contact should be avoided when they're handling this product. And then what happens when it's combined with the other chemicals? A lot of this we don't know. Does it affect the DNA? Is that how it leads to cancer? Talk a little bit, and I have talked about it for years, about sunscreen chemicals. They're some of the worst carcinogens. Okay, there you have to go to ewg.org and look at which ones are safe. So what, what are the worst body care products? Well, nail polish rates right up there, ladies and gentlemen. Sunscreens and sunblock. Antibacterial hand washes. So after I uh, spout off about a few other things, uh, we'll talk about some non-toxic ingredients. 
But we have to be really conscious of these these chemicals because they can affect your hormones, and our hormones uh, are there to keep us vibrant. They're chemical messengers, and they comprise the endocrine system. That's why these chemicals are called endocrine disruptors. And they control virtually every system in our body, from our mood to our muscle development, to our metabolism, to our reproduction, and everything in between. The hormones are what facilitate the constant knitting together and sustaining of human life, both inside and outside of the womb. Believe it or not, without hormones, human life would cease to exist. That's why it's vitally important to maintain a healthy lifestyle, especially when it comes to skin care products, things you put on your skin. Because, you know, it's really important for men and women to have a great hormone balance. Women should have higher levels of estrogen than testosterone, men the exact opposite. And endocrine disruptors can throw that off. But generally, it's on autopilot. But they can make it go out of whack. And the symptoms are so varied that, you know, there's no one that, that points to like a cortisol deficiency. You know, I mean, it can affect your thyroid and cause constipation, low blood pressure, high cholesterol, brittle nails. You know, men could have symptoms of uh, the same thing because now they have too much estrogen and not enough uh, testosterone. So, you know, we know about, you know, you don't want to eat carcinogens. We all know that's good to keep busy and keep active. Trying to have a healthy environment, but, you know, now we have to be a little bit more careful and what we put on our skin limit our exposure to these endocrine disruptors they're imposters they they they're endocrine they're hormone imposters they confuse our body so we just went through them the pesticides the plastic bottles let's add unfiltered water we don't know what kind of chemicals. Well, we do know because the EWG has told us that there's perchlorates. It's a byproduct of rocket fuel. It's in, in the water. You know what that does? It displaces iodine in our body. And who among us today wouldn't have like to have a little bit more energy and get some weight off? Well, you know, we should be filtering that uh, these these chemicals out of our water before we drink it. And then fluoride I talked about a couple of weeks ago, it lowers our IQ. Lowers our IQ. I think by now most of us know about the nonstick cookware. Okay, now we got a little bit off of the skin, but these things all affect our hormones, our, how we stay in balance. So I made some notes on just on nail polish because it just blew me away. I had no idea that women spend, guess this, hold on to your hats. In fact, I have a sound effect for this. Hold on to your hats for one second. Well, maybe that wasn't that loud, but you know, women spend, sorry to say this, $768 million on nail polish. That's from 2012. That was 32% higher than 2011. I have no idea what it is today. I couldn't find it. So this, this pastime may be more riskier than we all uh, bought into. Because Duke University and this environmental working group, this EWG I talk about, they discovered the toxic chemicals in the bodies of women who had recently painted their nails. They found that 25% of these nail polishes contain something called TPHP. And it wasn't listed on the label. 
well, just just for the heck of it, it's called triphenylphosphate. It's a plasticizer. It's also a flame retardant. In furniture, it was detected in the urine of every woman who volunteered to participate in that study. If the study found, quote, that when women applied nail polish with TPHP directly to the nails, the levels of a biomarker of that chemical in their urine increased sharply. Technically, the researchers tested the women's urine for a chemical called diphenylphosphate or DPHP, which is created when the body metabolizes TPHP, metabolizes. Bottom line is, that product, the nail polish, got in the body, had to, had to get filtered through the kidneys and ended up in the urine. It's an di- endocrine-disrupting chemical used in plastic manufacturing and fire retardant foam. Furnitures. It got into your body by the use of nail polish. Now, here's where it gets... It gets uh, scary in animal studies it, this chemical caused reproductive and developmental irregularities it can cause changes in your blood enzymes it is also classified as a neurotoxin this tphp was injected into cats it caused delayed paralysis with two of six cats becoming paralyzed after 16 to 18 days upon receiving one intraperitoneal injection. That's injected into their abdominal cavity. Now, it's a small size. Okay, no doubt about it. And it's not probably not in every nail polish, but how do we know? Because it's not listed on the label. Now, if you go to EWG website, they will list brand names. I'm not going to do it here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 names that brand names that have TPHP that they know about. Now, for whatever reason it's in there, it, sh- it, it does affect our hormones. So our nails are typically non-permeable, right? I mean, they are a keratin outgrowth. But around the nail beds and all the uh, ingredients like TPHB, it enables it to be absorbed into our body more readily because there's a lot of capillaries around our nail bed. You know, most, you know I know my women who uh, clip their nail uh, cuticles too tight. They're, they're too, too close. They bleed. So here's the rest of that study. Two to six hours after they painted their nails, 24 of the 26 volunteers had slightly elevated levels of this chemical. After 14 hours, they all, all 26 had it. So what we put on our bodies is can be detrimental to our health both in the form of causing cancer, especially in the pesticide group, and causing endocrine disruption that would impact our health, can impact our obesity, our thyroid, our other endocrine glands. And this hormonal system of ours, ladies and gentlemen, is very delicate. So tiny exposure to these endocrine disrupting chemicals could set us up for disease later in life. You know, and they're they're measured at like one drop in 20 Olympic-sized swimming pools. We're not talking about, you know, ounces of it. We're talking about minute parts per billion. So we have to learn how to avoid them. Okay, we have to do some more studying. The latest one that you'll be reading a lot about is atrazine. It's a the toxic weed killer. 
And it's one that can actually turn a male frog into a female frog. You believe that? And they're using it. Since Roundup, everybody knows how toxic glyphosate is. I guess they're trying to slip atrazine in because now it's the most used widely in most U.S. cornfields. And it's been being found in drinking water as a contaminant. But just think about it. A toxic weed killer that actually turns male frogs into females that produce eggs. I mean, it's like science fiction stuff. So get that drinking water filtered. And when possible, if you can afford it, I know it's expensive, buy organic. Okay, we talked about the phthalates, the perchlorates, and the and, and you know, don't forget about lead because, you know, it's still around and, and it can lead to permanent brain damage and lower IQ. So we got the uh, fluoride and the lead. How many things do we need to, to, to dumb us down even more? But it's also a hormone disruptor. Puts a lot of stress on our system. Another reason to filter our water. And most people think of arsenic as something you take to poison your spouse. Well, it can cause skin, bladder, and lung cancer, and it interferes with our hormones. Again, filter your water. Now, be careful of your rice. Please uh, rinse your rice really well before cooking and cook in more water than you normally would to lower the arsenic levels. I don't think I have to go into mercury or the, some of these other chemicals that are not applied topically. But, you know, we have to avoid brain damage at any cost. And it gets through our skins, believe me. It affects the skin barrier, the gut barrier, the brain barrier. We don't want this, this stuff ending up in our brains. Now, just to wind this part up. I mean, here's, here's, here's a, a, a listing of the titles of a journal I subscribe to. Cancer-causing chemical benzene found in Johnson & Johnson sunscreen products. Cancer-causing chemical detected in 78 sunscreens. FDA petitioned to recall these contaminated products. Are you overusing hand sanitizer? This could lead to Blindness and death. Exposure to chemicals wreak havoc on your hormones. Endocrine disruptors linked to multiple health products. This is from June. Study. Rainwater in the Great Lakes is contaminated with dangerous levels of forever chemicals. There, there's uh, Teflon-type chemicals. Also from June. Flame retardant. Flame retardants, pesticides, now leading risk factors for IQ loss. Sunscreen from June that contained toxic cancer-causing chemicals. You see where we're going here? I mean, we live in a toxic world. And the United States has so much more toxic products than Europe. So much more toxic products. And we spend so much more money uh, than the Europeans do. And what do we get for it? So again, money is not always the answer. The United States spends the most money on medical, medical care. But we rank down at the bottom in outcomes. So the United States, I just found this, spends $340 billion. $340 billion on endocrine disruptive chemicals. The European Union, which is larger, has more countries and people than the United States, $217 billion. Is it worth lowering our IQs? The annual healthcare costs related to hormone disrupting chemicals, 340 billion for the United States, 217 billion for the EU. 
So it's really a, a subject that would take weeks. I mean, it would, it would take a seminar to go through all of this. But my, my listeners are really intelligent. And uh, I know you can follow up on this and you can go to ewg.org. You can go and, and, and search on anything but Google. Uh, use other search engines, chemical news, and get this stuff. But you need to do this for yourself and your family and for a better lifestyle. So we want to get old and we want to, we want to have anti-aging uh, 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 vitamin supplements and, 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 and lifestyles. But geez, if we're going to get old and be sick, that's not the prescription I want to sign on for. So I've been talking for a year and a half about a superior interior. And that's really important. It's more important now than ever, because if we don't keep our gut healthy, that's where 80% of our immune system is, we're going to get sick. I don't care if you take the vaccine or not. You still have to maintain a superior interior. And, you know, we have been washing our hands, wearing our face coverings, and avoiding contact with one another. But as I told you before, relationships, social connections are associated with a 50% increase in longevity. Relationships and social connections are associated with increased immune system, faster recovery if you get sick and keeping our genes healthy. So we have to be reminded of our personal immune system because no one is talking about that. Everybody is talking about pharmaceuticals. We're not really being told about our personal immune system. It's our first line of defense against any pathogen, bacteria, viral, or chemical. So get Plenty of good sleep. I've been preaching that for two years because our body only heals when we, during deep sleep. So that's when we have our good HGH, our growth hormone, the healing hormone. Keep properly hydrated. Now I hope you go out and, and go, go to EWG and other sites and look up a good water filter because you want to drink natural spring water or mineral water, not water that comes out of a pipe and put into a, a fancy bottle. So we want to keep properly hydrated. And we don't want to demonize the sun. We want to spend time outdoors in natural light every day and, if, and supplement our, our supplement of vitamin D3 with good, a good dose of vitamin D from the sun and go easy on the sugar and carbohydrates. And we're not talking a lot about it, but we should be talking about electromagnetic fields. They come in through our skin, and when, when 5G is unleashed, you're going to feel it because it penetrates. It's a millimeter wavelength. It'll penetrate our skins. Do you know which... Uh, Areas are the highest, have the highest concentration of 5G antennas. Well, China. 100,000 5G antennas were installed only months before the Chinese virus. Another country that early on made the headlines for all the wrong reasons was South Korea. I'll give you a guess. It has the second highest number of 5G antennas, 75,000. So we're not, I'm not saying, I don't think anybody's saying 5G caused all this stuff. But if you've read the book, The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, you will have, you will know that influenza crisis of 1889 coincided with the electrical power age. The Spanish flu of 1918 coincided with the radio era. 
The Asian flu of 1957 coincided with the radar era. The North American influenza crisis of 1996 coincided with cell phone era. So I bring that up because EMFs have been shown to compromise our immune system because that's how they, our bacteria in our gut communicate with one another. So I hope you get the, get the idea. And maybe you'll start using regular old Castile soap. You know, old good old apple cider vinegar for cleaning, baking soda. Yeah, borax too. That's, that's okay to use to wash your hair. Remember women used to wash their hair with borax and eggs? Well, I don't recommend that, but, you know, why not? And witch hazel, that's fallen out of favor. It's a natural astringent. <clears throat> it's, not, it's not that as harsh as some, like, rubbing alcohol. And honey. Honey is so very healing for the skin. And, and I'm, I mention it because it helps to promote probiotic activity. So you want, you want our gut, you want the, the bacteria on our skin and in our gut to be very active. And in our mouth for that reason. There's an there's a oral microbiome all of its own. Well, I hope I gave you something to think about. Uh, and that's why I'm here to give you something to think about. I don't have all the answers. I'm not like Radio Shack, but uh, I do have questions and I do a lot of research and I will keep asking, where are the bodies? People that are demonizing vitamins. No fatalities from amino acids, creatine, blue-green algae, glucosamine or chondroitin. No deaths from any homeopathic remedy, Asian medicine, Hispanic remedy or... Uh, easy for me to say, Ayurvedic medicine, none, no deaths from herbs. Why am I saying this? This is from the 37th annual report of the American Association of Poison Control Centers. Zero deaths from vitamins. So don't be bullied. Do your research. Really important. So just want to give you that, you know, today we talked about the skin. It is the largest organ. It's a great a trivia question. It is the largest organ. It is, it is the most porous organ. And when we, they put other chemicals in to make it permeable and let junk it into our subcutaneous tissue, it gets into our system. Try the garlic test on your friends. Rub garlic on the sole of your feet for about a couple of minutes and then see how long it, it takes for you to taste it. It's eye-opening. So let's just try and, and stay with the truth and with the science. Talk about the black box warning. And I'll start off next week. Uh, everything goes good. Just talking about obesogenics. And, you know, we have an epidemic. We're all heavier, heavier than we want to be. And you're going to be heavier, especially if you don't have a clean diet. Because the... Our body in its infinite wisdom puts these toxic substances in the fat, gets them out of the circulation. And when sometimes, you know, you start to lose weight, you feel horrible. That's well, because a lot of these toxic products are being released into circulation. Hydration, ladies and gentlemen, very important and no chemicals. Well, I see we're going on pretty good today. So I want to, Stop it. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, all my shows are on Podbean. They're on Podpage. Okay. Um, and, and I'm on Alexa, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, in case you want to listen to some of the back shows. I mean, we've got almost 400 of them now. And I always recommend to my new listeners that they uh, search out Dr. Wong and Dr. Peskin. W-O-N-G-P-E-S-K-I-N, two different uh, podcaster and uh, guests to, so that you can get a good foundation from what we're all about. 
and uh, some of the other guests uh, are just well they're all they've all been great and if you want to learn about uh, colloidal silver just uh Search out Phil Safer, S-A-F-I-E-R. We've had lots of programs with Phil and how to make good ionic colloidal silver. In fact, uh, we'll have him on in a couple weeks. So I hope you've learned something and uh, hope to see you again. Spread the news. And to our friends in Spain, I had just had noticed that Antonio and Kate in Spain are big listeners to the program. And to Destiny and her family, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. And it's all about good health. He's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week. When the doctor is in the house Or when the doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you Tell you just what to do The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house So if you have a pain Call the doctor If you have a strain Call the doctor let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week